This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are part of the podcast 51 First Dates. We're also joined by Carlin, our lovely dater. Carlin, it's so great to have you back. Thank you for being here. Hi. We are thrilled to have you. We are going to talk about a new first date. We're going to talk about timing. We're going to talk about our feelings. And we're going to talk about our vibes. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna yeah, talk we a, about how I'm great at doing intros <laughs> no it's, it's okay it's all good it's 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 a morning intro this is how they go uh we'll talk about timing and all things related to relationships ghosting longer term ghosting we have a great listener question I'm going to read about you know getting ghosted two months in which is just so cool and polite of someone to do to you uh but before we get there, if you're new here, welcome. If you want to hear, you know, Carlin's dating journey, you can go back, you know, a few episodes, a few months. If you want to hear mine or someone else's, you can go back to the beginning and hear about a new date each week. Uh, and we're so happy to have you. We welcome you to our little community, everyone who continues to support us and Precious Gems, our Substack newsletter, uh, and gives us ratings and reviews and writes us nice things. It means the world. So thank you all. We're obsessed with you. And I think that's it. That's some business. Follow us at 514 States Pod at all the places. We would love it. Okay, Liza, how did I do? You did so well. I'm very <laughs> impressed. That was like, I wish, I feel like we need like a timer, like a, we have to like, <laughs> Um, Timer, timing, themes. (laughs) Oh my God, full circle. We planned it. Everything is planned. Um, Yeah, we love you guys. We appreciate all your support everywhere. Um, And like Kimmy said, if you, we're we're about to do Consumption Corner, but I keep shouting this out because we have had other people being like, please, can you write out the Consumption Corner somewhere in the show notes? We actually write out our Consumption Corner and link it in Precious Gems, which is our Substack, you can subscribe to that below. It's just like a weekly newsletter. You don't even have to read the newsletter if you don't want, but the Consumption Corner is there. Only because I think we got another note about that, so I'm just reminding everyone. I feel like such a fucking middle school teacher when I'm like, <laughs> okay, guys, friendly <laughs> reminder, your papers are due on Wednesday. Um, guys. And how- now the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, thank you. Oy. Um... How is everybody doing? What are you guys? Should we do? Should we do our quick consumption? Yeah. What are you guys watching, listening to, reading? LOL. I'm only watching like one small. I was thinking about this because I was like, oh shoot, I haven't watched anything, which is a lie. I guess I just like <laughs> forgotten about it. But like the nanny was added to HBO Max, and I started watching Ooh. it with Fran Drescher. Like obviously, it's always been so good, but like I'm in the first season, and. They've got, like, Patti LaBelle was just on a show. Like, Dan Aykroyd. All of these. They have all these guest stars, like, within the first season. Like, and I know that The Nanny was very good. But, like, was it, like, really bopping in the first season? And everybody was, like, calling their agent. Like, I need to guest star on this show. Like, everybody's talking about it. I just, it was, there was also another, like, guest star that I'm just, like, how did they get all these people, like, in the first season? It's wild. Like, I love watching 80s and 90s sitcoms so fucking much because everyone shows up in them. It was like, I feel like sitcoms are just such a part of the consciousness. Everyone was just like, great, let's all go on them all the time. Like, it's wild. (laughs) It's just, uh, it's been a, it's been a lovely walk down memory lane. Also, I feel like Fran Drescher was hot, which like when I was- Her body? Oh my God. And incredible fashion, right. like killer body. Like she's a very beautiful woman. I was like, yeah. why was she such a punchline? She was like a fucking babe. And I know those two things have to be mutually exclusive. But and like the and like even before, I guess like curly hair, like was it like the way that they talk about her hair? Like now, like you, you're queen. Like we could only all aspire to have hair 
like that. I loved it. Like, I know she's, oh gosh, her fashion on the show is just so amazing. Like, give me all of the black turtlenecks and miniskirts after I lose my quarantine weight. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it now. Do I it now. A, I love a fucking black turtleneck. Right. Anyway. Oh gosh, she looks so good. Good wreck. Yeah. Kimmy, what about um, you? Uh, okay. Yeah, I also struggled to remember what on earth I watched and listened to this week. But uh, I did listen to and watch a few things. Okay, now I'm totally blanking. What was I going to say? Okay, I have – this is the one I didn't really want to highlight because I didn't love it, but I will. I can't even remember the name of it. Wow, really sorry. There's another art heist documentary um, on Netflix about the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. Did you see it, Carlin? I just added it to my list because there's also like a job opening there that I was going to apply for. And then there, it, anyways, I haven't cool. watched it yet. Sorry. That museum, it, I, you know, grew up outside of Boston. It's so beautiful inside. It has this courtyard. It's just an incredible museum. Anyway, somehow I never knew, even though I think I was like a three-year-old baby, <laughs> I, I never knew about this big, massive, like one of the largest, if not the largest, um, art robbery that just like happened in the night there. So it's it's very different than Made You Look, the documentary that um, Liza recommended and I also watched. But I think I've just realized it, it's not perfect. I think like the story is fascinating. The way it's – there are better documentaries out there. But I just think that art, art theft and heists, it's kind of like my perfect true crime because – the people impacted, I mean, it's still, it's so devastating to lose, you know, that art, but I tried to start Seaspiracy, all about like the seafood industry. I just like when animals or people are dying, it's just such a dark time in the world right now that I don't know, I, art, art robberies, that's my new jam. So if anyone has any wrecks, that's, <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. I would love for that to be a category on Netflix. Like I would watch like yeah. several art <laughs> robbery, like themed things. Just be Here, I'll try to find the the name of it. Like Sorry. only art high stuff forever. I'm yeah. very very much down. Yeah. Um, I went the other direction and watched the QAnon documentary. Although I haven't finished oh, yeah. it, I'm like four <laughs> out of six eps in. It is everything Kimmy was just talking about. <laughs> very dark, <laughs> very upsetting, but it's fascinating. I mean, it's just yep. like it's really, really, really. I'm glad I'm watching it. I feel like I understand something that I was uh, understand more about something that I was too like freaked out to really even investigate. And also, I just am afraid of the internet now, which is a healthy thing to be oh, in 2021. <laughs> I mean, I've always been afraid of the internet, but I would recommend watching watching it. Um, you know, it's like I think it's an important thing to understand. Kimmy is. Okay, Carlin has I feel like I'm I'm very hashtag blessed with friends who have the site because Carlin has the site about like personal Uh-oh. lives. Kimmy, every time Kimmy's like predicted something, it like about like you predicted a couple major things. For example, like some stuff about Bachelor Nation <laughs> that I won't get into. But also you like very early on when QAnon was a thing, we're like, I'm worried about QAnon. And well, like I mean, in like 2018, you were like, this is going to be I read bad. an Atlantic article and freaked the F out. And everyone thought I was a psychopath. My brother no, was like, but I nobody had not heard of it. And you were like, this is going to be a problem. And I was like, OK, like, I, I believe you, but I just don't know what this is. And was a big problem. I'm hyper fascinated with like these weird Internet. It, it feels cult adjacent, you know, but I do remember you know, everyone in my life being like, stop with your weird QAnon obsession. And then like <laughs> January 6th happened and I was like, I, I was, was kind of right. You well, were absolutely to say, I told right. You, so, but no. you were no, 100% no, no, no. right. And also it's like, it's you had the right kind Ugh. of QAnon obsession. Like I'm watching this documentary where people are like, yeah, my family stopped talking to me because I'm, I believe in Q. And I was like, yeah, good. Like, yeah, like you had the correct version of the QAnon obsession, which you were like, um, excuse me, this is a problem. We need to talk about it. Yeah. Oh boy. I, well, well, the things I can accomplish in my life. Look at that. Okay. Uh, Liza, and you have the last episode to look forward to, which is just the best. Yeah. It was, I mean, I was watching it like until really, really late one night and I was so tired. You know, when you're watching something mm-hmm. creepy and you're tired and your mind is just like, uh, but I couldn't stop. It was very much that. Um, um, my only other one, and we don't need to talk about it because most of you have Netflix and know what it is but the circle is back and I've just been watching it not I again not like wholeheartedly recommending it but if you 
shouting out. If you liked this first season and just want to watch more like weird social media garbage, it's it's there. I'm watching it. Yeah. Hey, I like garbage. I like watching garbage. <laughs> I've, I mean, I have watched two seasons of 90 Day Fiance in the past <laughs> two weeks. It, it's like I can't stop and I can't get enough. Uh, anyway, should we do it? Should we talk about Carlin's date? I think we should. Carlin, how, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel I'm super ready. Let's get into it. Okay. I'm going to pull up the taxi cab. So this is for my... <laughs> First post Mr. Old Fashioned date. Wait, what? You know what I mean. Anyways, the first date was about a week ago. It was a FaceTime and it ended up being three hours, which is really um, surprising when you can get along with someone that well. But it was right after that when I tried to take out my contact and nearly blinded myself. So I kind of just forgot about it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the our second date was a couple of days ago and this time it was in person and then we did just like a walk around our neighborhoods for a couple of hours uh and it was really exciting because it went really well I mean I had a lot of fun and feel like we just laughed the entire time and it was kind of the kind of laughter like where the back of your head hurts so that was exciting to feel that way but I think also towards the end I just noticed like a stark difference between him and Mr. Old Fashioned in that this new guy who will be named um, Mr. Brightside because he specifically requested it. Um, But he like at the end of the day said that he wanted to see me again. And then um, I was like, that's awesome. We're on the same page. And then I went on this long rant about like my availability and how I wanted to be respectful of his time. Like if he couldn't see me during the week and only wanted to do weekends. And the entire time I was talking, he just had this crazy look on his face like that said like you know what the fuck are you on and he pretty much confirmed that he was like I mean my work day ends at 5 p.m so I can just see you at 6 does that work and I was like yes it does because it should be that easy where as with Mr. Old Fashioned I was kind of made to feel bad about wanting to see him during the week because he was so busy and all these things so um it was just nice to feel like you know, that somebody wanted to see me and somebody was willing to make time for me. Um, so, yeah, that's good. So that's all cute. <laughs> it was we super like, cute. We like the vibes. Should we do the categories real quick? Yeah, let's get into some categories. All right, let's do it, Liza. Okay. All right, do you want me to start? I yes. have them up. I don't, okay. but I'm working on it. <laughs> so pre-date section. This is our first question. Andy Anderson, detective work. How much Googling did you do pre-date with Mr. Brightside, Carlin? Um, not that much. Or, well, just one. And then I found out a lot of information. So we actually work at the same place, but in like two very like different departments. We I work at a, a university. So like there's a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I didn't have to do a lot of Googling because it like all just came up automatically. And he's a very like uh, forward facing position. So it just like had all this information. I was like, okay, great. I'm done. Awesome. <laughs> That's nice. Always nice to just get like a quick download. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I hate when people are not findable online. It's like this is you're doing a disservice to me by not having at least like a LinkedIn <laughs> with some info, you know, like just something. Um, okay. So text communication skills on a scale of one to ten. Uh, I'd say, I I would say an eight because also he does this like fascinating thing that I've never had any, he does like, um, like a finalizing text that's essentially like, okay, great. Well then I'll see you tomorrow. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Like it, like he like will end the conversation as opposed to just saying like, you know, oh, I like dogs. And then you're just like, oh, are we still talking? But like he does, Mm. he does like a summary text that shares that like okay this was great conversing with you and i'm going to stop conversing (laughs) with you which is i'm not complaining about it all it's actually like very refreshing to like know when we're done but it's just like the cutest little thing that i've never experienced before (laughs) oh i really like that i understand the eight because i even in that's a good rule of thumb to follow even with friends and friendships sometimes i'll just like drop off in the middle of a conversation yeah 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 (laughs) i do it all the time and then people like i'll get like a follow-up question mark and i'll be like oh i'm sorry like like, i I don't know how this works it's like i responded in my head and i thought we were done like right yeah yeah there's like no 
there's no agreed upon format of like how to end a tech conversation or whatever. So, you know, I feel like that's pretty useful. Yeah. All right. Is it my turn, Liza? I think so. Okay. So your outfit, what were you wearing? What was he wearing? Or just what were the vibes? Did you like what you both were wearing? (laughs) My outfit was amazing. And there was, I did like a cute little thing because I care and I'm amazing. But like, there's like a picture video on my profile where he's like, oh, you you look like really cute in this. And like my hair was like in these like two Dutch braids and I wore a hat like in this picture. So I did it that night. But also because oh. not just because like, oh, this is for him. It also had been raining. So it was like also for me. Um, <laughs> his outfit was okay. Like I have a thing about like the <laughs> shoes that guys wear. And I know like this is a thing that girls say all the time and they weren't terrible but like they weren't my favorite but it was like it was at night so I couldn't really see them so like I gave him a pass and it was it was fine it was fine shoes are so maybe this category should just become shoes because Uh, oh my (laughs) I have so many thoughts yes please make this a category I have yeah because it's kind of a crap category anyways I don't really remember Liza have we deleted it and I just brought it back in but yes okay from now on from here on forward it will be known as shoes and we can make it funny but I when we we did an Instagram poll shout out to everyone who responds to those where I said you know what's something you're oddly judgmental about that you maybe wish you weren't or something and everyone was saying shoes shoes oh my gosh yes well I feel like so many men like they just wear their exercise shoes you know it's like they or they just wear like what I would think of as like the shoes that I work out in but that's their only shoes that they wear it's and they're not like I understand like being into sneakers as a hobby and as a like fashion statement and that I'm setting aside I'm talking about like the like just shitty fucking running shoes you know like that's a little bit alarming to me when they're like dirty and yeah a little wet and you know it wasn't a choice like like being a a sneaker guy is a thing and you're making a choice and you put on a pair of sneakers so like it, it is very cool like people who can pull that vibe off but just like wearing sneakers that you, when it's clearly like one of two pairs of shoes you ever wear, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. But wait, I also have another question about your outfit, Carlin. Sorry yes. to harp on this category, but this is just a question that's that's in my mind. Are did you find it like? Have you found it hard? Did you find it hard to get dressed for a date after like such a long time of us wearing sweatpants? I'm yes. having a hard time getting dressed in life right now because I don't really know how to do it. Yeah. Well, I only have like one pair of jeans that I'm like comfortable in. So it wasn't like, I think that was the thing. I was like, oh, could I wear sweats? And I was like, oh, it wouldn't. Like, it's not that I wouldn't wear that on a date, but that'd be like at first, like, you know, like a movie night date and I'd be okay with it. It's like, I have to like at least, you know, show that there's something under here, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But since I have like this one pair of jeans that I can like, like, wear and, and breathe and like I was I was okay with that so it worked out but then like we later had another day and I was like shit I'm gonna have to get like more pairs of jeans like I can't just do this one <laughs> I'm feeling the same way yeah like, Car- Carlin do you have a first date go-to outfit I mean I still am mocked by my boyfriend for the, the, the first date sweater he likes to call it because I guess I wore it on his my first date with him and he like from this podcast noticed that I was wearing it on a lot of first dates that's so funny <laughs> I probably do I definitely will do like these jeans that fit and like I guess in COVID I definitely do the jeans that fit then I wear um my Timberlands and then if it's like a sweater it's like a v-neck sweater or a Mm v-neck shirt or whatever and then I had like a nice trench coat on for this that I don't usually but and then also because I have an amazing outerwear there's always like a great coat over it so that's just a given (laughs) which is why summer is terrible for me no, amazing outerwear is just such an important part of you, Carlin, to me. I, I aspire to be more like that. Yeah. I don't have any Carlin's brand. Thank outerwear. you for recognizing that. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, we're moving on to the on the date category of the categories. <laughs> Sub above category. I can't. Okay. I guess you guys are walking around the, the neighborhood, but the question mm-hmm. is how many date venue, how many dicks on a scale of one to five dicks? Maybe this is for a walking date. Maybe this is for like a neighborhood date. What do you think? Wait, what do the dicks mean again? It's I, basically stars like on Google reviews. <laughs> right, right, right. So okay. You can also give, ha- you can absolutely give half a dick, you know, <laughs> you know three and a half and dicks. Just to confirm, this may be a place we also should do some, you know, 
deconstructing, editing, you know, maybe we change it to something that you'd want more of. So five dicks is actually a positive thing in this category case, whereas <laughs> in, in real life, not so good. Right. Um, I guess I'd say I four. I give yeah, four four dicks. It was a lovely it was a lovely walk. And as you were walking, did you guys like sit anywhere? Did you like how did you feel about kind of the balance of like walking and talking? Did you like take a beat to get coffee or like pause or sit or whatever? Or was it just like walking the whole time? How did it did it interplay with the conversational flow? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we just essentially just walked it the entire time. We also like I think although this was unsaid, but we like both like love walking. I mean, we walked for like two and a half. Oh my gosh. The number of steps I got, got in that day was amazing. <laughs> um, and I was I like, like thank you, sir. But also um, I think we had a lot of stopping and walking and I guess like judging people's like lawns, which I think I've done before. And I like really, really love. There was like one street. I was like the one side that was like completely trashy and weird. I was like, what's the difference? And he was like, um, these people own and the other people right. And I was like, Oh my God, you're right. The way that oh, this, yeah. like the lawn is landscaped. Um, And I think just like looking at houses and stuff, we were just like in a really nice area and like, you know, thinking about how we can't afford any of those things right now. Um, That's very fun to go to a nice area, especially like for those of us living in cities. I love walking around like Hancock Park in LA that I could never – the houses are so cool, but it just gives you something to automatically talk about. That's a very – that's a good um, hot tip. Yeah, I would totally totally recommend it. I think it's also kind of nice to like just hear like what – people like about those things because it says a lot like he's very against like people that have double lots in the city he thinks that they're selfish but in my head Mm -hmm. like i'd be like um yeah i want (laughs) to live in chicago and have a yard in a pool like what's wrong with that and then you know not realizing that was terrible of me um but like you know i think it's just interesting you learn a lot about a person that i wouldn't actually know how to ask that question to learn that about them if that makes sense so yeah um yeah even just that you both like to walk. I don't know. Yes. Because <laughs> some people just prefer, including the person I live with, like taking, he'll like want to take the car to the grocery store to get all the groceries in it. Makes total sense. I'd rather like get my walk in with a destination. So like walk a mile and just bring back two bags and feel like it's a workout and like have to go again in the week. But I mean, I guess we'll make it through. We'll see, guys. <laughs> but, but I'm just thinking like both um, kind of taste or even just feelings on neighborhoods and houses, plus walking, you learn a lot about a person that I feel like you wouldn't learn sitting down at drinks, quite frankly. Yes, true. Um. Oh, did I do that one? I did that one. Okay. Oh, sorry. He- no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here, guys. Smooth. Uh, okay. Smoothest. Lust at first sight, yes or no? Okay, so no, and not because I don't, like I wasn't attracted to him but I think for me it just like takes a second it takes like a couple of beats like before Mm -hmm. like you know I'm thinking like oh yeah like I'm like attracted to him but like also like don't touch me like I don't know (laughs) it just takes like a second so not at first sight like with this particular person totally understand here you feel the same way okay but like Oscar Isaac I'm like (laughs) (laughs) I know I mean it's possible just (laughs) Carlin, I, I, Orlando Bloom, you guys' celebrity right. crushes. <laughs> Carlin, you got to go on Orlando Bloom's Instagram page. I'll send you okay, this video please. I sent Liza. He's still so bad at acting. It's so sad. He's like <laughs> in these indie movies and he's still hot, but he's just so bad at acting. So I don't know. I'm sorry. He's a sweet, sweet looking man. Sorry, and he, he's he's very um like social justice oriented, which I appreciated. So that was I was like, OK, thank God. Is he married to someone famous? He's dating Katy Perry, Katie right? Katy Perry. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were supposed to get married. Yeah. Oh, damn. Wait, they were supposed to get married, but they called I, it off? And I they think have a they baby? postponed it? I don't know. I, I don't know if it was postponed. a COVID thing. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. Got to keep up on Orlando Bloom's. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Another <laughs> Orlando Bloom detour. This is a dating sorry. podcast. We have to know. <laughs> um, okay. So next category. What Harry Potter house would he belong to? Um... Hufflepuff for sure. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yes. Have we gone have we gone over what Harry Potter house you would be in? I think I was like, wouldn't I be Slytherin? And you were like, you would be Gryffindor, I think, or yes. something like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, cool. So he is generally like sweet vibes, good vibes, mellow. 
Yeah. Nice, nice vibes. Yeah. Okay. I just like to make I, sure for the non Harry Potter readers. I, I know. do. Yeah. Okay. So now we will do the Roskit test. Oh, what's that you ask? That's a weird word. Okay. It's our test kind of like, you know, loosely riffing on the Bechdel test. But Carlin, did your date ask you one question about yourself that wasn't standard uh, first date fair, like job, how many brothers or sisters you have, et cetera? Yes, I think we talked we talked about like a lot of crazy things and mainly because like I will bring those up too because I just think those questions are stupid. So I try to like do the crazy stuff on on the first or second date. I know. I mean, uh, yeah. Was there anything particular? Was there like a particularly good one or a topic that you were like, oh, this was like really revealing or like really good first date fair that I usually don't get to? (laughs) Um. This is probably not a great example, but it's just like the first thing in my mind because then it was kind of like a through line for the rest of the date. But at one point we were looking at houses and he saw like a rat. So it was like, what's the craziest thing that you would like to experience? And like Liza knows this of me. I would love to see um, a cat sized city rat like in my life at some point. I thought I would see it the last time I was in New York and I did not. And that was like really disappointing for me. And at one point he saw a rat like, scaring across an alley and I was like oh my gosh what size when I was asking all these questions he's like what the fuck is wrong with you he was like if we saw a rat like that I would shield myself with your body like I would leave you here on the street I would run and I think it was like nice to learn that about him because like also <laughs> rude and I think it would be more of a delightful experience and like a scary runaway and like abandoning me experience but he was like I would leave you here <laughs> um so that was good to know yeah Wow, I feel like that should maybe make it to your bumble. Right. <laughs> what right? This what would like you do if you saw detail. a cat-sized rat? Would you leave me there or would you also be like, "Aww," and like try to get its picture? Let's adopt it. Yes. Let's take it home. Well, I feel like it's a good sign, Carlin, that you were really able to share your truth when yeah. it comes to these, these <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. deep, important, personal <laughs> truths. Your, your true self, date one. That's a good sign. Um, I can't believe I, I didn't know that about you. Um, yeah, it's, it's a dream. I'm scared. I Add to the brand. Add it to your one sheet. I'm this so is- excited <laughs> for that day. Um, okay. Your rosé and thorn, a.k.a. high and low of the date. I think the... High was just like the entire thing. I think it was like the laughter. You know what? Actually, the way that I'll summarize it is like the silliness that we had, which I think I had never like if somebody was like, what's like a list of qualities you want in a person? I would never have written down like silly or like, you know, we laugh like I, you know, obviously I want to laugh with people, but I don't like think about it usually. Um, And like maybe just because it's COVID and it's been a, a rough year. But like if I could laugh, like, I mean, we were laughing constantly. Like it was just so great. And I've never had that like on a first or like, you know, first or second date with anyone. Um, So I would say like that was the high. And then I guess the low would really just be like the shoes. I mean, they bummed me out like when I first <laughs> saw him and, you know, but then it was okay, I guess. <laughs> Wait, I don't even know if we touched on it. Did you, did you tell us what the shoes were? What they I don't like? they they were like like tent like white tennis shoes I guess but like not like converse or like a weird ah oh god I don't know and then like a weird stitching on them I don't know what was happening I've Ooh. never seen them before but it was mm. like I don't like those mm. it didn't work there's then, also been sorry to jump in there's been a loafer conversation happening in in on the Instagram too someone wrote in like I don't date guys who wear loafers it's been funny we've gotten a few messages shoes are just I they are a thing yeah yeah but it's like men also don't have as many choices but also that's not an excuse because they do have good choices they have good choices that's the thing like Great choices they could yeah. all just get like a nice red wing boot and like literally call it a day especially that day because it had been raining like there's mm-hmm. unless you're living in like the desert like maybe that would be difficult but chicago like you could just do that and you wouldn't have to i mean you're already not thinking about it but you would really not have to think about it with the boot yeah. and like it'd yeah. be done that's the true. boot and some clean sneakers. Like right. they don't even have to be really expensive. Just like some Nikes that are yeah. clean and kind of like fashion adjacent. Not crazy. Not, I, I, right. Right. Like yeah. sneaker culture. I don't care if you're into that. But yeah, there is it. There are you need two pairs of shoes max as a man. I, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> run yeah. to your loafers for your. your I feel wedding. like Tan France always in queer eye always like 
always blows the men's mind with the shoes and it's always Mm -hmm. like he buys them three pairs of shoes and they're just nice you know (laughs) and they're like oh my god these shoes it's like yeah yeah you got it (laughs) um okay uh oh did i do the last one god i suck at this no you did i'm gonna jump us to the wrap-up category we are gonna wrap this up okay so overall carlin was this date rated g or pg g is fine too pg 13 or r pg okay yeah it was it was nice and wholesome awesome no kiss at the end side kiss cheek kiss anything no kiss just like a nice deep hug which i think was fine for me because like again like it's still was taking me a minute to like be get there with him um Mm -hmm. and i think that came across clearly in my body language so i didn't feel like pressured to like have to kiss him or anything we're very i i personally am very anti-first date kiss generally i just yeah the germs so soon that was even pre-covid so right yeah god a good hug is great like a good Mm -hmm. hug like a good hug yeah it was a good because like he's got i don't know what barrel chested actually means but he's in like the people listening won't see it, but like this part of his body is nice, like his chest, his like chest, chest, like like between nipples and neck, like yeah, the upper, upper like chest. right, yeah. Mm. And it was so it was it was a good hug. Okay, so hindsight, would you rather have spent the night with friends alone or on this date? On the date, yeah. And would you accept or give this rose? Oh yes, I would give the rose. Sorry. Oh, yeah, it's hard. That's, but uh, no, you answered correctly. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow, what a date. I'm sorry there was no, you know, cat-sized rat, but that was, that was good. Bummer. So shall we go to a quick ad break and then come back? We'll talk about timing. We'll get an update yes. on what happened with Mr. Old Fashioned and yeah. our listener question. We're going to get into it. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay, we are back. We're going to talk about timing, relationships, you know, people being crappy at the end of relationships, um, or people being crappy like at a moment you didn't know was the end of the relationship and then they decide it is. So, (laughs) all right, Carlin, shall we do a Mr. Old Fashioned update first? If you are newly listening to this podcast, uh, Mr. Old Fashioned was a very promising young gent. Uh, we, we thought was going to, what am I Charles Dickens? What the fuck is <laughs> happening? Um, but Carlin went on dates with a uh, very, you know, nice guy. Things were going very well, but maybe I shouldn't call him a nice guy. How about that? Okay. Right. Who even knows? But it kind of just like dissolved like very, very quickly. Like there were things that popped up that's like, oh, is this a red flag? Or maybe it's just like, you know, maybe it's just a one-off. But then it became like a pattern of him like not... Like, he would just, like, cancel our dates and, like, wouldn't reschedule them and all these things. And it was just, like, difficult. Um, And then towards the end, he had, like, a family emergency that he had to, like, go out of town for. And then the last I heard, he was still out in D.C. And I had been in contact with him. I told him that I was feeling, like, frustrated by the relationship, but that I really liked him and I would love to work things out. And then I told him, I was like... But also, with that being said, if you are not interested in having that conversation and you would just, like, rather, like, end things, like, that's fine. Just let me know. And I told him that, like, before he left to go out of town, he was like, you know, um, no, I'm just, like, really preoccupied with this family thing. But I would love, you know, I'm happy to hear whatever you have to say. And it's like, okay, so we're on the same page that we'll work things out after the family thing, you know, is done. And while he was there, we kept in touch. And then at one point, before I even realized it, it had, like a week had gone by and I didn't hear anything. But he also had mentioned that he's like really absorbed with being there. So I'm not going to keep like being like, how's it going? Like, are you back in Chicago yet? And then like one week became two weeks, two became three. And then it was like a month and I was like, 
whatever. And at that point, like, if I have to ask if you're back in Chicago and you say, like, yeah, I've been here for two weeks or whatever, like, that's just fucked up. Like, you don't, I mean, he doesn't live that far from me. It's not like, like, you know, oh, yeah, I've been back in Chicago, but it's been so hard to, like, get up north or whatever. Like, he lives three miles from me. It's not that big of an issue. Um, And so, like, that sucked because, like, I mean, I was clear about like wanting to work things out and I think like it could have I mean I could have worked I guess if he was interested in doing that and he wasn't interested in doing that but like couldn't tell me that you gave him an exact moment or language you gave him like language for saying yeah actually like he didn't have to say yeah yeah let's work this out he could have said I don't know I think I do need to exit this now because he did that anyways and I know it's harder People out there, I've I've been guilty of this too. It's harder to like say the hard words or say I don't think this this timing is really difficult right now. Like, just don't make false promises. You know, say the thing, say your truth. I'm, I'm. It's just so frustrating because I relate so much, Carlin, and I feel like everyone who's dated in this time has met these like great humans, and then they end up, you know, kind of chickening out of saying goodbye and ghosting you. Yeah. At a time, it's insane to ghost. That's that counts as ghosting to me because he never followed up. Right. Well, and he just like wasn't ever like that before. I mean, he's the kind of he would say like when we were talking about like communication, he's like, oh, I just tell people like what's on my mind. Like I just say like in all of these things like, you know, oh, I always able to make the effort to be vulnerable and say what needs to be said, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So like had built himself up to be like this kind of person that would like talk about the hard stuff. And we had before when we were guests, I guess when he was like into me or whatever but then for whatever change for him like he just like couldn't do anything or be the person that he said that he was which sure and I don't want it to make it seem like I'm being like insensitive to his family like emergency it I mean that definitely like I'm sure like influenced the timing for him but like when you think about it my thing is like a lot of people and a lot of them are men like are able to like take their phones into the bathroom with them when they're pooping. So like, I know you have at least like five seconds out of your day to send like a quick text of like whatever you need to say, like as douchey as it needs to be like, (laughs) no pun intended, like in order for like some kind of communication to come across. So like, I just don't think that's an excuse anymore. I mean, it never was like, it's, in the palm of your hand and your text will get to me literally in a millisecond. So, yeah. I mean, I think the thing that so many people str- who ghost are struggling with, and I'm not trying to give them too much credit, but I just think that it's this fear of like being the bad guy or like they, it, people don't want to be like, don't want to think of themselves as like a villain. Like they think it's like gentler or like, whatever or or just people I feel like as a deeply avoidant person I ident- I understand this impulse of like I'm just not gonna say it and then it'll go away and therapy has taught me nope that's the not the case it sucks and avoiding things I've gotten like way better at not being avoidant I think but avoiding things is like selfish like it it, it puts the onus on the other person it, it makes it like painful and hard for the other person to deal with the you know like your it's just it's a very like self-protecting and selfish thing to do which is why I've really tried in the last many many years to like work through my own like avoidant tendencies but I feel like so many people just they like it sounds like he wants to think of himself as like someone who like deals with things well and can you know like communicate blah blah blah, and whatever but as soon as like his actions differed from his narrative about himself he wanted to like not write that story you know Mm -hmm. yeah agreed just in terms of like the i know like the user question that we have coming up later like so this guy for mr old-fashioned like we had been like by the end of it all it'd been like three and a half months so it wasn't like something like oh you know the first couple of dates like whatever and like our first month of knowing each other like we talked every day we like facetime two to three times a week like so in terms of like what our like standard interaction was like that's why the first week i didn't hear from him i was like okay so something weird is happening 
um it just like wasn't it wasn't our thing so yeah and i feel like a slow fade is like almost the worst yeah (laughs) you know it's like really really because it's just i don't know i find it frustrating because when i've been in similar situations i feel like you know extra duped or annoyed because it's like if you were treating me in this crappy way at the beginning of getting to know you I would know like maybe I won't go on another date with him like he's being super avoidant or being you know a little he's not texting me like he doesn't want to see me just things like that earlier on I would identify as red flags and maybe not be a part of but it it starts so differently or at least Carlin I don't want to put words in your mouth but for me in these like situationships it would start on such a more serious note um just yeah there would seem to be genuine interest in connecting and then it was like a wall went up when it got too far you know and it always felt like the three-month mark and that's when I was starting to behave in ways I was like not that didn't feel like myself like I would be waiting for texts or sending kind of a desperate text again now I'm talking about me not you sorry Carlin but I would be so extra annoyed because I would start to become a version of myself dating that wasn't empowered that wasn't making all the best decisions because I would be already swept up in it you know from the first months of better behavior and like sometimes sadly like the people who treated me badly in the end or the people I let you know kind of treat badly in the end started by first treating me like no one else had like being really mature and texting a lot so that that was always just the thing that like extra bothered me in situations like this I didn't feel like myself I feel like Kimmy you're being hard on yourself in a way that's not fair because you're saying like you I feel like you're almost saying like you did something wrong by getting attached (sighs) to someone who you were dating and like this is I just am pointing this out because I feel like this is a way in which we are gaslit and I know I overuse that term but it's like we are we feel that we should not stay attached be the mm-hmm. cool girl be this be that whatever not be too much for men when they feel no responsibility to be what we need mm-hmm. and it's the onus is like always on us to change our our behavior to make other people comfortable and like it's so unbelievably frustrating and i'm just yeah. like i've done yeah. it too like i'm not like saying like truly you're not uh, you are very much not alone it's just like we're so taught that this is how you do it okay ted talk over agree no, you're it's a so good right oh my gosh That's a good point. it's still clearly i'm still plagued by it like so oh stupid. well we all were I feel embarrassed. trained from like a young <laughs> age to just be like okay smile honey and fucking take it <laughs> you know like yeah i yeah <laughs> I'm sorry guys fucking patriarchy rants never stop coming it's worse for (laughs) it's worse for jeff i would also just say (laughs) it's like we go one goddamn day without me hearing about the patriarchy and i'm like this is the patriarchy (laughs) so uh send him your thoughts and prayers (laughs) well let's talk about how this kind of plays into the timing the timing conversation because i feel like that is a part of things like it or not carlin do you want to do you want to drop your quote that you shared with yes, us before we started most recording beautiful quote. so like as this was happening and i was listening to like all these like sad taylor swift songs and i was just like <laughs> looking up quotes there was this one that like really stayed with me that i hadn't heard before but it said that the right person at the wrong time is the wrong person which to <laughs> me which obviously sounds probably like really I mean, like, why? Obviously, it would be. But I think that's the thing. Like, we have, at least for me, with Mr. Old Fashioned, I was like, but he was so right in the beginning. There's no way that this can't work out. Because, like, even if I was saying, being, like, super vulnerable, like, I thought that, like, it could work, work with him. That, like, we could, like, be together for, like, long term or whatever. Um, And so, like... So when things aren't working out and it's like a slow fade, it's like, well, no. And similar to what Kimmy was saying, like, I would never, like, I would never choose someone that would treat me so poorly. Like, I would never choose, like, a fuck boy. Like, this couldn't be, he can't be the wrong person because he was so right. And I would never choose someone so overtly wrong. Like, so overtly, like, childish. And so, I mean, so I think that's a difficult thing, but also the thing about it that I can't control like whatsoever is the timing for him. I think also the timing for me, like, you know, 
I could be as, you know, ready as live as live long day. But like, if this other person isn't on the same like timeline or mm-hmm. like space in their life, then it's just not going to work. And I don't want to have to like, like bang something into place to make it work because then that would be the wrong person. Like the, if it's the right person at the right time, then it just works. I won't have to like, you know, I think there are still like difficult things about relationships, obviously, but I won't have to be like, Oh, I haven't heard from him in like two weeks. Like it's just, right. it's just okay. Right. Like maybe he's just like, he just really literally doesn't have any second in his day to think about me or text me when obviously like that's not <laughs> actually what was happening. Um, and so I think that was just a really, I mean, it was a difficult thing to accept just the idea that like someone can be like so good in the beginning, but they're actually not in the right space or like headspace for you or like what the relationship that I was looking for, but then also like rude. Like, did you know the yeah. entire time? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I would rather not be fucked with, but then also maybe these things just come about and you don't realize it until you're in it that like, oh, I'm not actually in the space that like the person, that person needs me to be, to be like a reliable like partner or whatever. Yeah. I feel like it can be a combination of both, like from his perspective or whoever anyone out there is dating kind of goes them far into a, a relationship. I feel like, it can be a combination of I kind of know I was going to do this and I chickened out from like saying it more directly or he could have just been like, whoa, this happened. Like I liked her more than I thought. It got deeper than I thought, but I'm for whatever reason, other stuff in his life, just not in the position. And we had a guest on Jenna Birch who wrote this book called The Love Gap. This was a while ago. Liza, do you remember? Yeah, she was so cool. The book is good. I'm going to send it to you, Carlin. Um, It's it's she did a lot of like research around actual tithing and it's focused mainly on like heteronormative relationships but like it really it helped me be like the timing thing is not just an excuse I feel like sometimes you'd be like oh it was just the wrong timing and then you're you're like badass independent woman friend is like if he you know if if he liked you though the timing wouldn't matter he'd text you but that's like all part of timing right I like to think of it I don't know this is such a nerdy analogy but for some reason it helps me like like networking and job stuff right I feel like when you don't get that job you know it really has to do with yes other candidates and how they fit the job but it has to do with their timing for that job the job timing who's the manager there how you what your timing is in your career like it's actually not that personal to you unless you just totally suck which so that (laughs) that helps me and then you always see these really qualified people in your life have like an issue finding a new job for a while because of XYZ in the market. And then they finally like find that role and it has nothing to do with them and their skill. It's all about the match and the timing. And again, super nerdy. Sorry to go there, but it just helps me because dating can feel too personal sometimes. And I used to get, I I was like, timing isn't a thing. If someone likes me, they'll text me. They'll be into me, which is true, but it also has to do with timing. So, yeah. And I feel like also, it's just I feel like we've all seen a million examples in dating life of like connection itself isn't enough like I feel like that's another that's like how I would I feel like that's a what's the thing in math where it's like equal to but with the squiggly line over it or something it's like this this equation guys I was never good at math this oh, equation gave it up equal years to, ago. <laughs> is that like approximately equal to when? Yeah, there's a like S on this top equation. Of yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Is like kind of equal to this equation or something? Again, <laughs> not my wheelhouse. But I feel like Carlin, the quote you dropped to me is like equal squiggly line, approximately equal to something. Like the fucking idea that connection isn't enough. Like so many people connect and we've all as humans like deeply romantically connected with people. I mean, not all of us, but like we've all had moments where we're like, oh my God, like connection, hot, like I'm into this, this is whatever. And it doesn't work out. And like why? It's like because connection isn't enough. Like like it's like in a spy movie where they're decrypting a code and all the little letters are unscrambling and it's like you got to hit like letter one. Okay. Connection. Letter two. Okay. Like we want the same thing. Letter three. Okay. We like our, our lifestyles are compatible with each other. We like to hang out in the same way. We like to spend the same amount of time out in the world versus home. We like to do like these things that like are really, really, really critical to actually finding a person that you can have like a meaningful long-term relationship with. It's just like 
that sense of connection isn't enough or else we would all marry every single one of our close friends. <laughs> oh, God. Which doesn't sound bad. Which would be But fun. also, like, <laughs> you know, it takes so many things. And I feel like timing is a huge, huge part of that. I mean, I yeah. knew my partner in college and we didn't date then. And I, constantly we were like, what would have happened if we had, like, figured this out in college? And yep. we both have said, like, it would have been a fucking disaster. We absolutely would not be like getting married saying that we're together forever we absolutely would have broken up when we were like 23 and wanted different things like it just wouldn't have worked and I yeah. we, there's like no doubt in my mind about that and wow. that's just yeah. like Ooh, that's the so way real. it is yeah I think another like a perfect uh follow-up to that is to also sum up Mr. Brightside's it's such a short-lived um but after that great first <sighs> date we had another great date like we went out to like a bar he's like fully vaxxed and then I mean he walked me home and like we made out the entire way but like we got there and it wasn't it was like 1 a.m like we didn't even realize it was like that late and so like after this really great date that we like both agreed upon was great um we we're like oh let's hang out this weekend like right now like today and then yesterday he texted me and he said, oh, I'll read it to you. He said, unfortunately, I'm realizing just how much I'm feeling burned out from work and quarantine. I've had a great time hanging out, but I'm not really at my best right now. And that would start to show through pretty quickly. So I'm taking a break from dating for a bit. Good luck with everything going forward. And sorry for not figuring this out earlier. Um, but I think that just some, that works with what, what Liza is saying. Like connection isn't enough. Like we had so much, I mean, we, I mean the laughing guys, like I can't, I cannot tell you, like there was never like a dull moment or like a weird, like silent moment. Like it was just like, you know, bam, bam, bam. Like we were just on. Um, I think that's why he sent the text. It's clear to me there was yeah. real connection. Yeah. And it's such a different thing. That's such a different text. And it sucks. It's rejection in a way. It's I don't think it's at all personal to you. That's like no. kind of in some ways. I don't know. Again, you receive the text. But I feel like it's almost like if we were to craft a text as close as we could get to like probably the right thing to do early in dating too versus what Mr. Old Fashioned did. Uh, but I mean, first it sucks. But I guess like appreciate that he was able to – send that text and I really think it's such again it might feel different when you're in it but from outsider perspective it's so clear there was a connection there and he's just being responsible with your feelings I think and his maybe I don't know I don't want to give him too much credit but no and I totally think that's right I think it was just for me so then like flipping like the whole timing thing back on myself it's like obviously I had the moment of like you know what am I doing? Like, why can't, like, why can't I just like figure it out? But like, I, like if we're all like puzzle pieces, like I just like haven't, haven't met the one that's like the perfect fit. Like, you know, insert whatever, like Hallmark thing. But I think, oh gosh, Liza, that thing you said is just so true though. Like connection isn't enough. It's, you just have to be on the same page. And like, I think even, I think the quarantine thing is also like a very unique part of it like I'm very like in the way that I that I'm even like trying to date during quarantine or date during COVID or whatever it's just like I just want to try like who's to say like I won't be able to find my person like who knows like I've put that intention out here like when I first came on the podcast I was like I'm going to do this and like not have a bad time like I don't want to like do this and be like you know end up saying I I don't want to be with anyone because all men are terrible like I don't actually think that I think they're crazy and they're weird and they have bad shoe <laughs> taste but I don't think they're all terrible um and I think there's someone out there that could like you know fit with me like on my timing but it was like I did have a moment of like gosh am I even ready like am I putting out a vibe that like I'm not and I think after sulking for a bit I was like no I'm ready and I only want someone that's ready for me like I don't want to Force, as it's another quote that I no longer force things. What crashes, crashes. What flows, flows. I only have mm-hmm. time and the energy for things that are meant for me. And so I appreciate Mr. Brightside like telling me now as opposed to like three months later of having like this really great time and emotionally like being there. And then that person is like, oh, actually, it's not me. And I know that entire time because I was a dick, but I didn't want to tell you that I was. Like, you know, I think at least not having to go through that like I did with Mr. Old Fashioned is nice. And then I just like, you know, got to get back on that horse. 
Yeah. And but like knowing you're ready is the most powerful thing. Yeah. And like it's great because we're here to bully you into going on dates. <laughs> ready. <laughs> no. We yeah. Never if bully. You don't, Lightly and feel encouraged. <laughs> yes. Which I think is like what I like and even today I had like a different kind of energy. Like when I woke up, I was like, you know what? I think I'm too stressed about like I want my person, which I totally do. Like I want my thing with like with finding a person is like I want to be able to have the maximum amount of fun, like the maximum amount of sex or like, you know, whatever, whatever the case is. Um, and obviously not that I can't have that on my own, but I think it's, you know, different when it's with a partner. But mm-hmm. and then I think I decided I was like I completely which maybe we'll talk on a different episode, like I'm going to like redo my profile and it's just going to be like fun, fun, fun. In terms of me, like, having fun with it as opposed to trying to be like, oh, well, is this, like, a cute thing to say? Like, maybe I'll put my, like, cat-sized rat fantasy on there. Just be like, <laughs> this is what it is, people. Like, you're going to hear about it anyway on our second date. So might as well put it on the profile. <laughs> I think that's incredible. I mean, I feel like, okay, I'm having a, a an insight into both of your dating journeys and also in the past of my dating journeys. I love I'm using the J, the J word. We're um, all dancing with our shoulder. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a lot, doing a lot of shoulder, shoulder in that one. <laughs> um, so, like, I feel like we, look, we all were actors at one point in our lives. Oh. <sighs> and I feel like when you're, and, and so maybe this won't hit as much for people who never went through that specific type of hell. But I feel like we've all approached dating as though we were auditioning. And I saw Kimmy make the switch from, like, the person auditioning to, like, the casting director while she was dating. Love that. She went from being, like, will you hire me to, like, who the fuck do I want to hire? And it's a very empowering, like, switch. And, Carlin, I feel you, like, on the precipice of this switch. I want to be a casting director for my life. I'm literally typing this so I can have it in my phone forever. Yeah. Like, I feel like you have been, like, on stage being, like, here's my thing. Like, please, like, somebody find it to be the right thing for your needs right now. And I feel like you're about to fucking get your clipboard, put your glasses low on the bridge of your (laughs) nose and be like, okay, fuckers, tap dance, you know, or whatever it is. Yes. (laughs) And I think it's a really, like, it's an important moment, that switch. I never experienced it. I would have liked to. I was always the person auditioning when I was dating. (laughs) But, like, it's a very, I, I always was very, like, I always thought it was incredibly cool to watch Kimmy make that transition. And I really feel like we're about to see it in your dating life too and it's gonna be dank i'm so excited <laughs> liza yeah that was so fucking good like this girl's dropping true gems <laughs> yep yep we got yeah we got it we got a, a little more request for structure which yeah, we appreciate and we understand it, yeah. but <laughs> i mean the wisdom that liza i love it we also everyone who just... everyone out here who isn't an actor is like what uh, we don't right, feel that. <laughs> you're interviewing for the job you're the hiring yeah, manager yeah. whatever it is Anytime i like it we... too because you can decide what projects. If you're a casting director, you decide what projects you decide what projects you want to take on. So like if dating generally, dating phase is like the project and then yeah. from there you add, you know, instead of just feeling like you have to be in that phase of your life. Yeah, so or like I'm just casting you. a new dick every week. I don't care, you yeah. know whatever it is. I'm just taking generals, I'm just meeting the talent out there, seeing what's up, what are the trends, you know, and then I'm going to Totally. Who's get hot? Out of there. Yeah. Who's hot like right it. now on the <laughs> I'm so pumped. Oh my god, that's so good. Um, okay, uh, yeah. I have an idea to wrap this up. Let's read the very related listener question and we can all, then it's like fully outside party. We can all just kind of try to give as concrete of advice of advice as possible because it's so similar to everything we were just talking about. Um, okay. So I've been seeing someone for about two months. We were not exclusive, meaning we never had that conversation. We were casually seeing each other pretty regularly. I knew he wasn't my quote unquote Prince Charming, but I liked sex with him. I thought he was on the same page. He initiated our dates. He'd come over to my place or drive me back home from his place. So he seemed sort of invested, interested in the situationship we had. And he'd even come to my work area to get coffee, which kind of signaled to me he isn't in it for only sex. Uh, Last time he came to my hood and we went for drinks. Everything seemed normal. He left in the morning. We exchanged a few messages that day, very few. He's not a texter. We never messaged each other back and forth for hours, only when we were planning or coordinating something. And during the day, he takes time 
to respond or maybe doesn't take time to respond. I'm not sure. But we didn't talk for four days and I had a gut feeling I was being ghosted. On day five, I casually sent something sort of like a what's up text and got zero response, but I knew he saw the message. Yeah, because we all hold our phones all day, to Carlin's point, especially on the toilet. Um, (laughs) This is so out of character and weird. He treats his dog better than a woman he's gone out with for a few months. Even though I knew he wasn't long-term material, the abrupt ghosting hurts. My pride tells me to suck it up and move on. He doesn't owe owe me anything. I don't need an explanation, but at the same time, I want to end it right. I hate and afraid to come off as desperate or needy, but should I say something to show that I do have a standard? Do I? Question mark. You do. Um, and this wasn't cool. Any thoughts would be welcome, ladies. I'm still in the midst of it. It happened a few days ago and your pod today came in handy. But there wasn't a mu- much mentioned about ghosting after longer term. That was the theme for today. Um, I guess it's rare. Sorry for the long message. It's not that rare. <laughs> okay. What are your thoughts? We get to be like, wise aunts right now we get to be full of wisdom that we may not have in our own lives so i feel like after mr old-fashioned like as the weeks went by of like not hearing from him i totally i was like i i feel like every day i would write out like if i would text him here's what i would say and like you know it would change but Mm -hmm. then i was thinking about like and i feel like i've read this somewhere before like i just gave him the same energy back that he was giving me and like obviously i had to be like, even giving that energy of, like, not, like, giving him anything and texting him, like, is against who I am as a person. Like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. the kind of person that would still be, like, are you okay? Like, and I was still concerned about, like, him and his family, and I still wanted to know those things. But at the same time, like, I just had to, like, it just wasn't working out for me emotionally. So I just had to give that energy back and, like, not say anything and be okay with that though like which I think is a part of it it's because like you still like because I think my thing about like ghosting and then like you know whether something she was saying about like is he a dick or is that my standard I think the thing is like but like you wouldn't treat your friends like do you treat your friends like that like I just don't get it like I it's just crazy to me like you know right the thing about the dog it's like what level of a person would you do that to i wouldn't even do that to somebody that i didn't know like you know if it was just some like a basic kind of conversation with someone i still wouldn't ghost them because that's just rude i just don't think that's decent um and so like in that moment since i don't think you're a decent person i'm just going to give you your same energy because like that's all you are willing to give to me yep In this context, too, for this specific situation, I think that I can hear our dear listener, you know, giving the context that this wasn't serious. So, like, he has these outs and this and that, but F all that. He's not made you feel good, even if you didn't want to marry him as well. He's not making you feel good. You do have standards. Absolutely. This is just a confusing situation. But hold yourself to what Carlin just said about matching the same energy. Your last text, he didn't respond to. As much as it feels like it would be so satisfying to send a long paragraph and be like, hey, it's just feeding him with more energy. It's probably honestly what he expects at some point. So I would just not respond Delete the number if you need to, whatever. I mean, you're probably more mature than I, but (laughs) if you're like, I might have a glass of wine and send a monologue, maybe just get rid of that number or mute on Instagram or unfollow. It's not immature. You're taking care of yourself. I'm sorry I'm on a little soapbox, but I I just, that's it. It sucks, but like no more, no more texting this person. Yeah. I agree with everything said above. And we'll also just add in context of like, you being hard on yourself for like am i choosing the wrong people like he's he's treating his dog better than like whatever i just want to remind you it's not about you like it's not people don't you know in the, in the same way i was saying to kimmy earlier about being hard on herself for like forming attachments to people she was dating like you are you are acting normally and he is acting badly and like we're not responsible for people other people acting badly you know, so like mm-hmm. just make just remember, like it's not it's not about you. It really isn't. He's, he, you know, his parents didn't do a good job or something. I don't know. I don't Maybe that's too dickish, but it's like he didn't learn how to treat people well and with respect and with kindness and with empathy. And that's because of a complex set of situations, but it has nothing to do with you. That's yeah. my soapbox. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. It's it's hard. You like I I don't like letting te- like things go unsaid. You know, 
but it's actually so much more not giving it. It's like middle school drama versus I'm thinking like of between friends versus being an adult. Sometimes you've just got to let things go and not engage. Um, And just realize like it doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, everybody do better out there, please. Be yeah. let's send some mature texts. Let's, you know, try to be vulnerable and open when we're dating. Um, yeah, this is why if you need a dating break, anybody listening, you should take it because we support you. Everyone is the worst. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Guys, Carlin, thank you for being here. No problem. As always, we are very lucky to have you and yeah we love Follow you us. Carlin so- we love you listeners everything Kimmy was about to say that I interrupted her doing no 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 you know this that's our brand uh, <laughs> I, I would say that oh just if you're right now if you do listen to this podcast regularly and for some reason you haven't ever left an Apple podcast review just do it right now while we're ending and that would be great thanks love you all and see you next week bye Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.